0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So, listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
3: Gene! The Gene Fodor! Gene was we'll good.
2: But be careful because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano!
3: Huh? Oh! Gene! Run!
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I did eat a whole sleeve of Oreos in front of a 7-Eleven today and was scolded by a (laughs) 10-year-old. Uh, it, was for, it was for medical reasons. Okay, how am I going to introduce? How do we That's need to the tr- start? That's the start. We already the, got it. Okay, we yeah, start we're doing with the it. Oreos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fuck
3: ten-year-old children.
4: <laughs>
3: okay, I guess.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is we're at work, and today, everyone, because it's Monday, we are starting something that we like to call Shitty Mares Monday. I don't know and if they'll actually let us put shitty in the in the, in the
3: title. They might, we can, but they might we, not. We can, we'll we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. But that, that's, out that's, that's, that's what we'll we're calling it, it. That's what we're calling it on the fucking <laughs> recording. Okay. They can't
4: stop us here. Yeah. It would be funnier if they, if it just had like 10 seconds of bleep, and then it was like a <laughs> mayor's Monday. Like I'd said some truly unfathomable shit. Okay, so uh, we've noticed that across America, right, there are a lot of mayors who ran and were elected as liberals, progressives, uh, certainly as Democrats, but tend to have governed in a particularly shitty and terrible way uh, that doesn't really have any material difference from a Republican mayor, but like the, the way that they post on Instagram is a little bit different. So I guess that is nice. And we're starting with the town I live in, which is San Diego, and with the mayor we have, who is Todd Gloria. People might have heard of Todd Gloria. Um, last year, we did, we did an episode with several people who work with unhoused people in San Diego, uh, mutual aid workers, advocates, and, and they spoke a lot about Todd Gloria, not in glowing terms, but we spoke about Todd Gloria. So we're going to talk about his record on homelessness. We're going to talk about his life a little bit. And then um, we're going to look at sort of the, the promises he made when he was elected, I guess, and the things that he's done, which it will shock you to hear are not the same things. And we're also going to talk about his hip hop video. Wait, because. Wait, yeah, 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 buddy. Really, really. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, he, oh he did no. a he he did Return of the Mac, uh, but hilariously changed it to Todd Gloria is back. Oh. Yeah, no. If if you want to oh. see some problematic okay. lip syncing, you're going All to. Right. Yeah, okay. okay, all right. So all brace, right, brace I guess. Brace I yourself. A local newspaper had a headline that called it the cringiest video ever, which I think was a rare win for local media.
5: <laughs> Look, every once in a while, local news does one good thing. Yeah, 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 occasionally. <laughs> like like a, like a stopped clock. They're right, yeah, quite exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: All right, so when Todd Talk Gloria talks about his early life, he talks about being the son of a maid and a gardener. And it's a way, I think, of distinguishing himself from... The very few elites who have, have held power in the city for a very long time, right? People whose names are on every building. But his dad's LinkedIn profile tells a little bit of a different story. According to his own LinkedIn account, Phil Gloria, age 64, has been in the aerospace industry for many years, including as a production controller at General Atomics, who people might remember as the manufacturers of the Predator and Reaper drones. Oh! And, <laughs> yeah, so it's a slightly different story, right? It, it's different from Maiden and Gardner, uh, Prior to working at General Atomics, Phil Gloria worked for 14 years as a supervisor at United Technologies, another aerospace and technology company. Gloria has clarified later that his parents didn't work in in those specific fields that the son of a maiden and gardener thing recently, but they did when he was born. So uh, he wasn't, he's not. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, I I could, I I could, I could take this argument and
3: argue that, like, I am the child of, like, a, a, a pancake maker and a dishwasher like this is ugh.
4: yeah it, it, yeah it's like it, it's it's sort of classic uh like this classic politicians right like, like telling enough of the truth for it not to be a lie uh but but maybe not telling the whole truth and like i know like like my folks worked in agriculture when i was a kid they still do but like uh, they also work very hard you know to, to like Provide for me and get a better space in life, and I wouldn't want to run them down by denigrating the the work that they did. But hey, I don't want to be a mayor either. Um, yeah, but so, also, like, also, like, you know, you don't get to
3: do your fucking like burnishing working class credentials, and that your dad worked for a fucking like military yeah, yeah, contractor. Yeah, like, yeah, come on, true. like, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. <sighs> None of my parents have ever made a Reaper drone, so I guess I do have that in my favor. Uh, it, it is an extremely San Diego story. Uh, in twenty twenty. It's the San Diego Union Tribune wrote, he was running so to San Diego's story that allowed his mother, a hotel maid, and his father, a gardener, to work hard and afford a home doesn't end with their generation. Uh, that story seemed to admit the glaring reality that San Diego is one of the least affordable cities in the world right now, uh, and its housing is unaffordable as it ever has been. And it's got worse since Gloria became mayor. So who is He He's an enrolled member of the Tlingit Haida Indian tribe of Alaska. He was born and raised in San Diego and graduated from the University of San Diego with a bachelor's degree in history and political science. He began his career at the San Diego's Health and Human Services Agency, and then he worked with Congresswoman Susan Davis, who became his mentor. He was elected to the City Council in 2008 and 2012, and served as interim mayor from August 2013 to March 2014. He was also elected to the California State Assembly in 2016 and 2018, and he chose not to seek re-election for the Assembly when he launched his campaign for mayor in 2020. So he's done the kind of, the, the sort of the the, the climb up of, of offices that you see a lot of these folks do, right? And I'm sure that he has ambitions to run for further office. That would be my guess. And so in 2020, he was elected mayor of San Diego. He became our first gay mayor, our first mayor of color, our first indigenous mayor. So it was a lot of firsts for us. And like, it, it is good to to have... A gay indigenous mayor, right? Like, if we're going to have a mayor, you know, like it's nice that it's a position that's open to more people, but unfortunately, he hasn't done a lot else to encourage upward social mobility. He made a big push for private sector housing building as opposed to subsidized public housing, and he promised police reform. In a 2020 op ed for the Union Tribune, Gloria wrote, We watched in horror as George Floyd was killed by four Minneapolis police officers. Mr. Floyd, and other victims of excessive force by law enforcement demand that we revisit, reconsider, and reimagine how police operate in our community and how we expect them to interact with the public. It's time we work together to create a more just system of policing. The primary responsibility of government is to protect its people, all people. Many of us don't feel safe or protected, particularly our black community. So it seems like a like a pro, at least, at least reform statement, right? Uh, he went on to say... Whether it's our mental health crisis or our homelessness crisis, we resort to the same solution. Send the police and arrest people. We have to stop severely penalizing some people for minor missteps and invest in lifting people up from difficult situations. I want you to put a pin in that uh, as we talk about his, <laughs> his, his politics. It will shock you to hear that he's done exactly that. Uh, he also wrote, The rapidly expanding and secretive use of digital surveillance of our community members is unconstitutional and it should end. Again, put a pin in that as we get back to a discussion of the cameras that we're putting on streetlights in San Diego. So in a PDF of his plan to end homelessness, which has been removed from his campaign website, but was sanctly preserved by our friends at Voice of San Diego, Gloria wrote, no more criminalizing the existence of San Diego's poorest and sickest residents. He also told right-wing news station KUSI that San Diego cannot claim to be America's finest city, or even a great city, when thousands of people live unsheltered and dying on our streets. It's time to stop the band-aids, the temporary solutions, and bad policy from City Hall on this issue," he said as mayor. "My administration will prioritize ending chronic homelessness. I will focus the city's energy and resources on results-oriented programs proven to get homeless individuals off the street, connected to services, and back on their feet. Now,
3: to be fair, well, there's two things. One is that any okay, like any person who is running for mayor is just systematically lying to you about what they're going to do. The second thing is, if you ever hear someone say the words results-oriented, it is time to grab, like, the largest <laughs> saber you have and, like... Yeah,
4: yeah. Get to work. Oh. Yeah. And, and as we'll discover, the the results uh, that he's oriented towards are somewhat disappointing. For, for uh, I was going to say for all of us. Hashtag for all of us is his campaign slogan. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. It's, yeah. It, it's just... It, it's very cringe. Um, I don't know. We'll it it is very sad when we see the impact of this for like the least fortunate people in San Diego and then like it it is very funny but it when you see how this plays out on the streets, it's, it's also very sad uh, you know what is also very funny and kind of sad mia uh the 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 Ronald Products Reagan coin services yeah yeah, yeah it's the Ronald Reagan <laughs> silver coins that that pay for my friends to get hormones so please enjoy
1: So, listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
3: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, what's we'll
2: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So, you write
4: the books, Gene, and LaStar the business.
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Thank, thank you, ally Ronald Reagan, for funding my HRT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. All right, we're back, and we're
4: talking about Tol Gloria, San Diego's mayor, uh, and we, we've just... Before the break, we talked about like his promises, right? So let's see how he did on those promises. Um, I want to start with January 9th, 2021. Uh, Todd Gloria taken office a few days before. Uh, if you can cast your mind back then, there had been a significant event at the uh, at the Capitol a couple of days before. Proud boys, neo-Nazis, other assorted chuds decided to visit San Diego three days after they visited the Capitol. Um, anti-fascists assembled to show them they weren't welcome, and the police responded by declaring the anti-fascist assembly illegal escorting the cheds around Pacific Beach as they did various crimes and trying to shoot me in the dick with pepper balls. (laughs) Garrison's just smirking. I thought, Gloria, the guy who ran on police reform, had this to say.
6: Mayor Gloria spoke candidly about what happened at the Capitol and how that's reverberating around the country. After seeing what happened in Washington on Wednesday... What are you doing out on our streets supporting that mess, right? Racism, fascism, anti-democracy. Why would you choose to be out there? Gloria says despite his feelings, San Diego supports peaceful protests of all kinds.
2: But on Saturday, police say three people were arrested and five officers
5: suffered minor injuries.
6: We're asking for the public's assistance in helping us to identify some of those folks who we were not able to apprehend yesterday to make sure they're held accountable. These are people on both sides of the debate.
4: Both sides. Yeah, both sides. So some of you remember some some other people have uh, have called out people on both sides to debate. So I think the most blatant sort of uh, thing he did with regards to the police comes... After Derek Chauvin, the cop who murdered George Floyd, was convicted of murder. Uh, I guess a few of you can probably remember where you were that day. I can remember where I was. And it was, at the very least, like after a, an entire summer of protest, right? It was like the smallest token instance of accountability, but I guess at least it was something. Um, and in that moment, Todd Gloria, who was looking at that same thing that nearly everyone was looking at in this country that day, right? He thought about what he wanted to do, and he decided that rather than talking to the black organisers who had been in the street for almost a year and had been pepper and tear-gassed and maced and never stopped demanding justice, he was instead going to call the cops. And... Many, such, many such cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and checked that the, video, that the verdict wasn't making them sad. What he did was took over the entire police like scanner radio thing and delivered a message to the cops, uh, which I've got
6: audio of here. Colleagues? This is Mayor Todd Gloria. I want to address each and every single one of you who nobly serve our great city. Today's verdict is just the beginning of building a deeper trust with our community. Justice was served today against someone who does not represent you or us or our department or who we are as a nation. So I want you to hear from me today. I know who you are. You are people who help complete strangers on the worst day in their life. You are people who believe in collaboration and community. You are people who put your lives on the line every single day to protect this city. I and the people of San Diego are grateful for your dedication and your service. With today's decision made, it is now time for all of us to come together to heal and to move forward. Please take care of yourself, of each other, and of the people of this great city. Be safe, everybody. Has anyone
3: ever said the words to move forward and not be, and like, not just be an absolute
5: dipshit? <laughs> this sounds like it was written by an AI. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> yeah if you had a chat GPT for a liberal yes. mayor, it wouldn't look hugely different <laughs> like, to what we have in Stanley liberal
5: mayor statements. Yeah, <laughs> submit. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, 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 chat GPT, write a liberal mayor writing a peon to the cops.
5: We, now it's time to heal and come together as a community. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah.
4: Uh-huh. stop okay. with your Black Lives Mattering. It's... Uh, it's scary. Yeah, it, yeah, it was extremely cringe, like especially when you consider how it differs from what he was saying just a few months ago. Uh and that again, like, this was about a man who murdered someone, and that somebody in San Diego it wasn't SDPD who killed the person, but somebody in San Diego died in, in similar circumstances with a someone doing a carotid restraint on them. A few days before this, Gloria also proposed a budget. In his budget, he proposed that we cut library hours significantly and lay off 153 library employees but give the police $19 million more than the previous year. Uh, The previous year, I probably don't have to remind people, is a year in which San Diegans had turned up in droves at Zoom council meetings to urge the city to do the exact opposite of this. Let's check in on that surveillance claim he made. You remember that he said it was unconstitutional, right? Um, So on March 2nd of this year, told Gloria, in, in a shocking vault fast, tweeted, streetlight cameras and license plates readers can be helpful public safety tools.
3: You know, ci- just 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 because he thinks it's unconstitutional
4: doesn't mean he doesn't think it's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's once again been held back from protecting the people of San Diego by that pesky constitution. Uh, the city passed strong privacy protections last year, and now it's time for at San Diego PD to use this technology to keep us safe. Public meetings to get this done start soon. So yeah, we um, these streetlights they were deactivated in 2020. But they had previously been introduced and built as a way to assess traffic patterns. But in fact, they never assess traffic patterns Doubt. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. This, <laughs> this will shock you. Uh, they they put thousands of cameras and microphones on our streets, including one outside a Planned Parenthood facility.
5: You know, oh. for traffic. Mm. You know, the, yeah.
3: the the funniest part about this this was literally the the the, thi- the thing about doing traffic science was li- th- this was literally Tom Cruise's cover story in like one of the early Mission Impossible movies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we have next. Is it it's fucking Scientology coming for San Diego? Uh, yeah, it, it'll. Uh, it'll shock you to hear that uh, they, we stopped using these for very reasonable uh, people had very reasonable concerns in 2020 that you know they, they, it's not a good idea for the cops to be able to see and hear everything that you do to be able to read your license plate and see everywhere that you go uh, but Todd wants them back uh, it, if people actually want to follow the discussion about having them back because every single time like every single public meeting there's someone and they'll stand up and have a vehement like position pro cameras and then it'll turn out that they are like a prosecutor at the DA's office. Oh, <laughs> like, oh really? In, in, in one instance. There was a prosecutor in one instance who insisted he was there in his personal capacity, but like...
5: The lieutenant for Sauron is defending all of these, ca- yeah, yeah. All of these surveillance cameras that are being posted around Middle Earth. Curious. <laughs> yeah.
4: This is guy whose name is not Big Brother is here to advocate for you know, having cameras in your home. The king so, of
5: the Orukai is <laughs> is backing Sauron on, on his yeah, yeah, yeah. new surveillance program. Yeah.
4: But he's wearing a, uh, a fake mustache, so you can't tell who he is. So let's look at what he said about stopping criminalizing homelessness. Right, And this is a big, big issue in San Diego. We have a massive and growing unhoused population because our rents are exceptionally high and our wages are not. So... The number of unhoused people has increased under Gloria, so have deaths on the street, which hit a record of 574 in the county last year. Um, so th- that's, that's more than a, one person dying every single day on the streets, right? Uh, he's opened some shelters, but some shelters are scheduled to close. Um, the shelter beds and traditional transitional housing provided have failed to grow at the same rate as the unhoused population, but it hasn't stopped him taking photos and claiming every single one is a huge step forward we also continue to build what are called congregate shelters which which don't give people privacy right which don't give them uh, a, a lot of people might not want to go into a congregate shelter into effectively a dormitory and there are a number of reasons why you might not want to do that and, and yet that's what we're building um there are also some other sort of single occupancy shelters but nowhere near enough he's been a huge backer of something called california's care court are you guys familiar with the care court at all No, no. This shit is dystopian. This could be a whole episode. Maybe one day it will be. CARE stands for Community Assistance, Recovery, and Empowerment, which... Hmm. which,
5: I I have a feeling that (laughs) this is not going to be about empowerment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When it's empowering someone, Garrison,
4: uh, but but it's not empowering the people we might want to empower. Uh, What it is in practice is a massive expansion of forced conservatorship. So I'm going to quote from Human Rights Watch here. Uh, Human Rights Watch said the plan promotes a system of involuntary coerced treatment enforced by an expanded judicial infrastructure that will, in practice, simply remove unhoused people with perceived mental health conditions from the public eye without effectively addressing those mental health conditions. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Hmm. It's... it doesn't provide money for mental health services. It takes money that's already existing in the budget and and, and puts it across to court mandated treatments. It doesn't provide housing, which the multiple studies show that housing first is approach. A housing first approach is a way to solve homelessness. Um, Instead, it allows for a broad range of people, which include family members, first responders, including cops and outreach workers, the public guardian, service providers, and the director of the county behavioural health agency to refer individuals to the jurisdiction of the courts to take away their autonomy and liberty. It very broadly covers people it describes as having schizophrenia, spectrum, or other psychotic disorders. Under this system, judges can force people into treatment and housing. If they don't comply, they can be forced into conservatorship. Now, obviously, evidence doesn't support the conclusion that involuntary outpatient treatment is more effective than intensive voluntary outpatient treatment. And indeed, it does show that involuntary coercive treatment is harmful. But it isn't really about people with mental health. It's about keeping unhoused people where they can't be seen. And it, human Rights Watch claims that this violates due process and international human rights conventions. Uh, and yet, uh, like, Claude Gloria and Gavin Newsom, to be fair, who I'm sure will run for president soon, Have been cheerleading this, and it's it's like I'm surprised it hasn't got more press coverage internationally and nationally. Sorry, because like it's it's a massive assault on personal freedoms, right? And it's extremely easy to effectively say that somebody, quote unquote, needs mental health help, force them into conservatorship, and if they're not willing to attend these treatments, or they're not able to attend these treatments, or they're not willing to go into the housing that they are assigned. Uh, let's say that they don't want to live in, in congregate at housing, right, or something like that, um, or they're in housing with someone who they don't feel comfortable or safe with, then they could be forced into conservatorship and effectively lose all their liberty, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a new and exciting way of criminalizing homelessness effectively. Um, like I said, it doesn't provide housing. It doesn't provide funding for behavioral health care. It just directs existing funding to court-mandated programs. Um, so I could pick hundreds of other examples of this Todd Gloria stuff, um, but I want to pick one more to focus on. Um, and it's something that, like, I think it, it gets a little bit into, like, inside politics grifty stuff, but it, it like, it it has ruined a good number of careers in San Diego politics and I'm really heavy, heavily indebted to La Plensa and Voice of San Diego for their reporting on this, but um, let's start by talking about public restrooms. So uh, I think most of us can agree that like having a safe place to shit and wash your hands is a pretty basic human right. But in San Diego, it's something that not everyone has. So since 2000, four grand jury reports have warned the city's inadequate public restroom infrastructure could become a public health threat. That's what happened in 2017 and 2018 when a hepatitis A swept through the city, sickening 582 people and killing 20. So after the hepatitis, yeah, it, it it's not a thing that, like, you expect, right? And, like, like on the left coast in America's finest city, like, most Americans will not encounter, thankfully, hepatitis in their lifetime. Um, but, uh, sadly, Mia, this isn't our only hepatitis outbreak, so <laughs> that's great. Oh, no. And so after the HEPA outbreak, the city stopped locking restrooms at night, which it had done previously. But that changed with the COVID pandemic when the facilities were t- temporarily closed and some have since not returned to 24-7 service. Following this, a 2021 Shigella outbreak sickened at least 41 homeless residents, most of whom were staying in central San Diego, further shed light on the city's restroom issues. Much of this was dealt with in a great report by Bella Ross in The Voice of San Diego, to which Gloria commented, The goal here isn't to add as many permanent public restrooms as possible. The goal is to help get unsheltered residents off the streets and into safe, sanitary shelter and permanent housing, and like, I don't quite know what he was going for here. But not having a place to shit is an everyone issue. Like this, this isn't just an unhoused issue, right? Like, like everybody poops, and not all of us live in houses and have giant offices in City Hall downtown. And so, it it was this bizarre kind of gaslighting approach. Like, we we fundamentally have an issue with access to bathrooms. Um, and just to, to try and like reframe this as a, another issue where he's also failing was it's kind of indicative of their response, but also very bizarre Um where the city has installed new bathrooms. They're often installed by private groups as part of development projects, which is great, right? A good old uh, public private partnership has never gone oh wrong God. before. So it will shock you to hear that these private groups are responsible for maintaining and securing these facilities. And this means that they're often locked. So despite literal human shit being all over downtown and people being forced to endure the massive indignity of having nowhere to poop, in December 2022, research by SDSU's Project for Sanitation Justice found that less than half of the city's permanent restrooms could be considered truly open access, and that just two permanent facilities were available around the clock, seven days a week. Gloria has later acknowledged that the city has an issue, but he's chosen to blame residents, I just need folks to quit acting a fool in these bathrooms. I mean, it's not just the homeless population, it's everybody, he said in an interview. In February 2023, nearly five years after the last outbreak, San Diego County again began recording an uptick in hepatitis A cases, which is great, right? We're we're back to where we started. Um, Much of this reporting was met with absolutely unhinged responses on Twitter from some of Gloria's staff. Uh, They call themselves the Todd Squad.
5: Uh, that sucks no, that yeah sucks.
4: yeah it's pretty bad uh so notable responses come from dave Roland, who left the old weekly city beat for a job in pr and rachel Lang, who uh she, she's todd's uh, i think head of public relations she spent june of 2020 posting about black lives matter whilst also doing volunteer public relations work for the
5: cops Ami- wow amazing yeah yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah <it's> volunteer
3: <laughs> public relations
5: yeah 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 uh, you know,
3: like there, there, there's there's like a, there's like a joke on uh like there's there's like a sort of pejorative label for the, the okay so on, on Chinese Twitter there's this there's this joke calling people unpaid five cent army which <laughs> yeah. is like So five cent army is like or well I mean, the, the, the number yeah. of cents changes over time but it's like yeah there, there used yeah. there used to be a thing where like you could get paid by the government to get like like to 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 like you, that you get paid per post to like post. Oh, wow. Um, whatever fucking shit the Chinese government wanted to like have posts on. <laughs> but this person's actually literally an unpaid, like, actually literally like, volunteer. Yeah. Like, volunteer public relations for the cops. Like, what the fuck is this bullshit?
5: Oh.
4: <sighs> yeah, it, it was really a magical public Jesus records find when I, when, when I sent that PRA email. Uh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she framed it as like helping the community and the police talk to one another in a difficult time. The future.
3: The future is, is is the giant boot stamping on your face. As when people volunteer to paint the boot. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. There were. It is a rainbow boot. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can find their feed. Some of the attacks on myself and some of my colleagues are like. Incredibly petty and unprofessional, uh, and also quite unnerving when you consider uh, the huge amounts of taxpayer money that are wasted on their salaries, which pay them to post. Uh, and again, this is a town where people die because they don't have a place to take a shit, uh, but but we're, we're we're paying people to uh, to get into Twitter beef. You know, it's it's also it's it's also really cool that like yeah. the 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 sort of two
3: axes of American politics are. You can't use the bathroom because you're trans, and you can't use the bathroom because you don't own one. And then (laughs) sometimes they just converge
4: and it's the same. Yeah, 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 locking. Yeah, that's a hands clasping meme, locking (laughs) trans people out of the bathroom.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride and the queer community all year.
1: So listen to Sixteenth Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
3: Jean Eugene Fodor. Jean, was we'll born
2: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
4: So you hide the books, Jean, and vlastar on the business.
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, so now we're about to get to uh, Todd Squad's finest hour, uh, which is when they use City Resources and work time to make a video of them singing Return of the Mac. Only it wasn't Return of the Mac, it was Todd Gloria is back. And yeah, I'm going to make you all watch it.
3: Was that? Was that it? Was was he walking through a? a, a uh, yeah, at
4: a City Hall, s- yeah.
3: No, well, the, was the first part him walking to a security line at the airport? Yeah, which is no, funny because my, that's a security uh,
5: line to get into City the, Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you
5: have you never been to a City Hall before?
3: Uh, I didn't have that.
6: <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's one it it first certainly first does now in, oh, in Chicago. Yeah, yes, yeah.
5: it certainly has that now. Oh. Yeah, my, my, my my local town one didn't. Are-are they-are they saying that the mayor lied to the city? Is that-is that what they're saying? Are, are, yes. are they... Yeah, the previous mayor. Oh, the pre-okay. Wasn't he the previous mayor?
4: Only for a little bit of time, then he-he was interim mayor. Oh, okay. okay.
3: Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, 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 wait. wait.
5: wait that, they're <laughs> playing... Oh,
3: my God. You, I didn't yeah, believe you when you said air guitar on... Well, I thought it be one no, guy doing air no, guitar no, on broomsticks. No, that no, was, no. like, 12 guys. Yeah. This feels I like just, it's gone on for, like, 40,
4: 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, know, is, you, this is you, my sp- Stalingrad. <laughs> there, there's a point where they come in dressed as Flavor Flav, but uh, I think it's here. And anyway, one of them's wearing a medallion that just says Cox on it, and... Uh, I, okay, Todd Glory is wearing a medallion here. I, we can probably. No, no, hang on. Here he is again.
5: Oh.
4: That's some cops. <laughs> what? What is. What Why is going? are they
3: laying on the ground in a, uh, in a circle? With I think their they, heads touching.
4: There's the person with the Cox medallion again. This is. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. okay,
5: This is one of the worst things I've, I've ever what, seen. One of those yeah, people showed up literally. with a chain
3: that it, it, it was like an SD for San Diego. When it first comes onto screen, it really looks like a swastika. <laughs> this is the Padres logo. That's, uh, yeah, that is, that's well, like Padres oh, okay. logo.
5: Yes. <laughs> and that's yeah. a, oh, it's no. a shitty-ass team. Go Mariners. The Padres
4: <laughs> did a different genocide and it shouldn't should be conflated with the, uh, the other genocide. The, I'm, guessing the one the, I'm
5: guessing this is like a sports thing or something.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They are a the sports ball team. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Baseball, I, to be I, specific. Yeah. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very proud of them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as you'll have noticed, one of the most cringe things that has ever fucking happened. Yeah, that's pretty uh, rough. Right. That that's, yeah, it, that it's pretty bad, right? Like, like it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty crushing when, like, like I have personally known people who have died on our streets, and uh, and also my mother is making. Return of the Mac videos, uh, dressed as Flavor Flav. Uh, So I think we're mostly done. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing, uh, because no review of San Diego Politics will be complete without a mention of the giant monument to Griff that is 101 Ash Street. So what is 101 Ash Street? In 2016, San Diego leased a downtown high-rise, hoping to house city employees. It turned out that the building was riddled with asbestos, and it turns out the city knew it was riddled with asbestos <laughs> when it started to lease the building. In yeah. The agree- yeah. yeah, yeah, And then it will shock you to know that they denied this at first, but in the agreement to lease to own the building, it says, buyer acknowledges that the building contains asbestos and that Sempra has maintained an asbestos monitoring and handling program. So eventually in 2019, they managed to move staff in after a renovation that ballooned in cost. In 2020, they were forced to evacuate the building. Because of the asbestos. Since then, (laughs) DA's investigation has been opened into Jason Hughes, who publicly represented himself as a volunteer advisor to the city, according to Voice of San Diego. But, unbeknownst to the city, collected $9.4 million from Cisterra, who owned 101 Ash Street. The city attorney's office alleged, but could not prove, that the city's former top bureaucrat, Chris Michael, ordered City Information Technology staff to purge records tied to the 101 Ash Street debacle last year. So they couldn't prove that she purged her records, uh, but what they do know that she did was pass a confidential legal document to Corey Briggs, a candidate for city attorney. NBC reported that the memo included a footnote, which Elliot and others later decried as fabricated. In the footnote, they claimed that Elliot's office made an effort to shield Gloria from an outside probe of the 101 Ash Street debacle. The footnote suggested an interview with Gloria might have clarified why the city decided to go forward with the ash street lease, given Gloria's skepticism about a similar past deal. Um, so it, it's not clear if this if this footnote was real or fabricated. Like, it, it's alleged it was fabricated, um, which uh, it, it, it's bizarre. Like this whole sort of weird, corrupt, corrupt thing is bizarre. And it may this may well not be true. Like. To be clear, Uh, during this time, Dorian Hargrove, uh, who was a reporter who obtained some of those records, faced legal threat of prosecution from the city attorney and lost his job for obtaining those records. So far, the city has poured more than 60 million into 101 Ash Street, roughly the same amount as its annual library budget. It's only occupied the (laughs) office space for. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely insane. This has been occupied for like less than a couple of months for the five years since the city acquired it. <laughs>
3: uh are they do, do 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 we do we know what their ties to like the contractors who are doing the uh uh renovations are and that will be an interesting thing i actually don't know that um yeah because that that's like that that's 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 like that's the classic illinois
4: uh grift yeah you just keep keep renovating a building keep getting donations from the uh from the contractors well or or, or the contractors are just your friends and so that this oh, is how you okay, pass yeah, around yeah, okay yeah, yeah, keep the money around, yeah. Well, they're not doing any more contracting on it, Mia, because uh, the city agreed to buy the building, uh, which needs $115 million in repairs for $86 oh million Fucking last God. year. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. <sighs> Amazing. Yep. This week, uh, the UT reported that San Diego's top real estate official did not seek input from her staff or review internal files before recommending the city buy out the 101 Ash Street lease. They also reported... In that in a confidential memo to the city aud- auditor's office anonymous employees wrote the city of san diego should be aware of the level of waste and abuse that is occurring within the real estate and airport management department which has led to a toxic hostile revenue wasting and unproductive work environment hmm. so, which is great um we did job. yep it is, this is the san diego we wanted hashtag for all of us um so this is a lot of inside San Diego politics, right? So it's a, it's a lot of lists of things and promises made and promises broken. Uh, but I want to come back to the fact that this is a guy who ran for mayor on a ticket that pushed compassion and a relatively liberal set of policies. And he's done the exact opposite in his time in office. He ran as a progressive, but he's done very little to differentiate himself policy-wise from mayors like Republican Kevin Faulkner. Obviously, we're just cracking the lid on some of these policies here. He's consistently chosen to suspend to fund and support the police over the people of the city. He's consistently moved to make it harder to live on the streets and harder to get off the streets. And he's consistently chosen photo opportunities over real governance for the city. His PR people spend hours bashing mutual aid workers, uh, like Michael, who we had a guest on the show on Twitter, and wasting taxpayer money doing it. Just this week, he welcomed right-wing maniac Rishi Sunak, uh, who actually is Prime Minister of the UK, despite the fact that people haven't noticed, to our city. And San Diego State University researchers released a report saying negative interactions with police are driving Black people who are experiencing homelessness away from services and housing opportunities. This is what we got from a uh, mayor who positioned himself as a progressive and has governed as a rainbow Republican. So yeah, that's—I would say—that's all I have to say about Todd Gloria. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that, that it's not the case, and I will continue to have <laughs> more to say about Todd Gloria. But yeah, it, it's really sad. Uh, it—it's it, deeply sad. Um, and it—it it, like I said. It, it, it's funny the cringy music video is funny we'll link to it uh in in the show notes but it, it's it's also really deeply troubling that this has real impacts for real people who are already down on their luck and you know living on the streets or, or experiencing you know over aggressive policing all, all the things that he said he would fix have, have just got worse and yeah it sucks so thanks for listening to me yeah. whine about my city everyone and yeah, again, my apologies for traumatizing you further with that video. It's fine. Next week, next week we
3: will. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we would have been doing Chicago's own version of of this exact same person, which is Lori Lightfoot. Except to the surprise of absolutely zero people who live in Chicago and everyone who doesn't live in Chicago, Lightfoot didn't make it out of her fucking primary. So <laughs> <laughs> we're we're instead going to be doing Chicago's uh once in the future well not once the potentially future mayor paul Vallis who absolutely sucks ass so stay tuned <laughs> for that in another week when i get a yell about paul Vallis and inflict some truly horrific bullshit on all of you very yeah. excited to get my revenge
4: <laughs> all right well i will look forward to seeing paul Vallis's hip-hop video Kirsten's <laughs> just
5: sitting there in the background <laughs> dying yes <I suggest. laughs> This is this is this is worse than anything that anything the Daily Wire can throw at me. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Should we just pivot to more cum content,
5: Garrison? Absolutely fuck off. That be <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, this is Patrick App here. You can find us at Happened Here Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we're going to leave before one of us dies. <laughs>
0: Happy Pride from TomboyX. X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
2: Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 Phillips over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill at participating shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com slash status.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute.